Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about dinosaurs, books, and we have part two of our interview with Kieran White from Haver and Moan. Welcome to The Kindness Project. Uh, I'm joined by a man whose birthday it is today, and he also seems to have worn his Kindness Project t-shirt. Not that you can see that, but he is wearing his t-shirt. And I'm joined by a guy who um, got up 10 minutes ago at Charlotte Dames. We are doing today, listeners, a very, very early recording of The Kindness Project because life is so busy at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all good fun, but very busy. Um, uh, I think Charlotte might have asked one particular question quite a lot over the last couple of weeks, and that is... Do you have a favourite dinosaur? Do you have a favourite dinosaur? And that is a question we've never asked on the Kindness Project. So we've got to do that at some point. Do you um, do you um, do you have a favourite dinosaur? That will be... Do you, not only do you have a favourite dinosaur, but... Um, What's your favourite dinosaur? Mm. Now, you said that people you... I mean, I don't want to share too much, but you are working uh, in a dinosaur-themed place for children. Um, but you said to me the other day you'll get two types of answers. Do you want to share what they are? Uh, you either get T-Rex or a long explanation with a long list uh, <laughs> of dinosaurs, some I've never heard the name of, Um what ones have you never heard the name of? I don't know. I can't remember them. Really? Honestly, I just, they're just... Like, the kids start listening. And now I know how your mum feel when I start talking, because it went right over my head. Right. Yeah. Um, and we're also joined by um, a man who seems to have the, uh, the shortest haircut in the world of existence. It's Russell Dames. Have you had an haircut, Russ? I haven't. It all fell out when I got stressed about this morning. <laughs> um, what's your favourite dinosaur, Russ? And a visual question. Of the I don't particularly have a favourite dinosaur. Barney. Sorry. Barney. Barney. Barney is a dinosaur. Barney. You've got T Rex. You've got Pterodactyl. You've got. Um, Triceratops, Triceratops. You've got some amazing dinosaurs, and you go for. Barney the purple dinosaur. Dinosaur. You loved Barney back in the day. Awesome. I mean, I mean the fact, I mean, I've just I've just finished reading one of your book recommendations, Rue. Um, and it's littered with Dorothy. It's full of I mean it's quite a dark book in parts. Um uh, and and quite a sad one, but also with an ending that was just the right tone. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, if you haven't read Emma Donoghue's Room um, or seen the movie, I'd, I'd recommend you um, either read or watch that because um, it's um, the, the theme of it is an interesting one because it starts off very dark. It starts off uh, about with a story about a uh, mum who's been kidnapped uh, and her son, um, but actually. Um, it is about the warmth of humanity by the end, isn't it? And it's all written from the perspective of the son, and he's like such a young kid, and you know, when kids are that young, they just don't understand everything, but he doesn't understand pretty much anything about the world because he hasn't had the exposure to it. Yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of it 
was about perspective yeah. and how we see the world through our own eyes. And yeah. but part of doing the climate projects and um, speaking to people who are doing great stuff in the world is just to help us remember that there are people doing amazing stuff um, and sort of maybe shifting our perspective from what we see in the news all day. Yeah, um, and I remember we had a discussion about the book after after you'd finished it, the day after you'd finished it, and you just sat there like half tears in your eyes that you refused to let it fall, and it was just like, yes, I finally did it, did it. I finally gave him a book recommendation that almost made him cry. I, I, sorry, was that, was that the aspiration? Was that the aim? You've been trying to make me cry. Oh, for years. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. And, no, and just, by books. Just, um, just, uh, I just I, books have always been something that's like really important to me. Thank you. Um, and I always feel really emotional when I read a book, when I finish a book. And when you finish books, you seem to just move along. You know what? It depends on the book. Yeah. It depends on the book. And I mean, I've been trying to recommend a book to you for years that's like actually... Yeah, stumps you and yeah. I mean, room room is definitely that book. Yeah. Um, you know what I need to reread and rewatch, and it's probably one of our uh, from our generation, Russ. And it, I remember as a kid, it always used to make me cry. Do you remember Walk the Ship Down? Yeah, I remember it. And it was about. Have you ever heard Walk the Ship Down? I've heard of it. And it was about a bunch of rabbits, and it had that song, didn't it? Yeah. Um, that when the rabbits died, spoiler alert. Um, uh, that um, that was made me cry. The spoiler alert is supposed to come before. And when the uh, when the when the kid and the mum got out the road, spoiler alert. Um, so is that the uh, spoiler alert? Spoiler. No, you say the spoiler alert. Before. <laughs> you watch enough of these videos with spoilers in them. You know you stop the spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. Um, so the. Um, it's my birthday today. I am 44 years young. Um, I'm still quite enjoying myself. And uh, even though my body tells me different, I still feel 25. Um, but all good on that. And then let's move on to the uh, question of the podcast, uh, which is, what job would you never do? Yeah, you know, What job is the job that you think, you know what, just ain't for me? And I think my one is politician because we had um, I did some work the other day through through the business um, where we had some engagement with uh, local politics and our local politicians quite nice you know she's trying her best to do a good job um, but everything you do as a politician you don't seem to um, uh, don't seem to um, get the appreciation you deserve uh, and I know there's a lot of you know, sort of um, stuff that politicians do that aren't great um, but living in a world where everything you do is pretty poor or perceived as pretty poor um, is probably not a world I want to live in so I'm going to avoid politicians. Ross, how about you? Uh, airline pilot I think. Airline pilot why? Yeah I don't like flying. <laughs> and that makes perfect sense to me. You don't like flying, don't be an airline pilot. Helicopter pilot? No. <laughs> How do you feel about boats? Oh. I'm fine with boats. We, we had an experience, Sophie and I had an experience yesterday, where we got a speedboat down the Thames. 
Um, did you go there yesterday? Yeah, yeah. And it was, Russ, it was amazing. Um, they started playing James Bond theme. Oh, um, yeah. And you are, like, belting down the Thames at uh, Brighton Knots. It was brilliant. Uh, what, what job would you never do? Something on a boat. I don't like boats. So you, you're something on a plane. You're something on a boat. Uh, I, I just don't like boats. You remember when we went on that? Where did we go? We went on that holiday and we did boats two days in a row. And I, I uh, did not have a good two days then. Well, I like boats normally. I mean, I, I, I like a bit of a kayak. I like sort of doing some stuff on boats. The, um. Jersey Ferry oh. and the Guernsey Ferry are not good fun. <laughs> I mean, no. literally, there are sick bags at the at the front of every seat because it is such a choppy oh. ride, isn't it? Me, and I think you me might use so just like empty our stomachs. Lovely, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the 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 Southampton to Jersey Ferry, it's a bit of a fun fest. Is that a word? It oh, is yeah. now. It is now. Anyway, uh, what's your worst job? Let us know using the following channels. Oh, me. Hi. Yes. Uh, so on Twitter, we're... Why are you leaving so close to the camera? Anyway, <laughs> on Twitter, we're at Ola Kindness. On Facebook, you just... I love you, Raz. Raz, <laughs> I love you. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Sorry. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Carry on, carry on, Charlie. Uh, on Facebook, we, if you just search into the, you can't see what's going on, but it's gradually leaning closer. Uh, if you just search... I've got, I've got a human seatbelt. <laughs> what is going on? I've been held back. Uh, if you search the kind of process in Facebook, oh, we should come up. And the same with Google. And if you just want to go on our website, it's www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Our email is alertthekindnessproject.co.uk. This is trying to hold me back. While was doing the, um... you haven't put your face to the camera yet. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I've got to tell everybody. Where was I? Email allatthecandesproject.co.uk. And that's it. That's it. And now I can just do this. Russell, <laughs> hello. <laughs> How are you? Please try and take it seriously. I am. I am. I am. I. This is my commitment. I promise you, I'll be up at half six. You did. I, I was up at ten to seven <laughs> doing the podcast. No, uh, genuinely, thank you, Rose, for getting up and 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 helping us out. So you can get in touch with us. Tell us what your um the job that you'd never uh you know the, the your least favorite job the job that you don't think that you'd ever want to do and why and on that note should we get on the show let's do it let's do it <laughs> um we're doing it and on today's show we've got part two of our uh, uh interview with Kieran. Kieran's from Haver in Mind, an amazing Haver in Basement or Health Charity. And we continue to talk to Kieran about the amazing work he does, supporting mental health, and actually how mental health has become a bit more of a prominent com conversation in recent years. Play the tape, Russ. Your organisation does um, conduct training. So what, what sort of training is it? What is that all about? 
Yeah, so over the years, we've done um, numerous training sessions or training courses. Um, primarily, the, the two, I suppose, the two main ones are what we call mental health awareness or the mental health first aid. Now, mental health awareness is probably a, I mean, I can tailor it. It's, you know, it's either an hour long presentation or, or, or a talk or a two hour one. And we've delivered that to all sorts of different people, to businesses, to schools, um, you know, to the pupils themselves in schools. And it can be all be tailored to the, you know, to the right audience. And the whole point of them really is just to give people a bit of a boost and an understanding in what, you know, what mental health is, what well-being is, how they can look after themselves. It's not, you know, trying to make them experts in it because, you know, you need to, no one's an expert in it really, are they? Um, and the mental health first day is a little bit more intensive. It's like a two-day course, um, again, a little bit more, you know, a bit more detail about mental health. But we've run them, you know, over the course of God, a few years now, over COVID, um, obviously we, we we couldn't do them in person. So I was doing a lot of virtual stuff, a lot of virtual sessions on Facebook as well. And the whole point really is just to try and, as I say, try and raise as much awareness as we can about mental health and obviously about the about the but, charity but I, well. I, I mean, I've had this conversation quite a lot with um, a variety of different people, and I think mental health first aid is an interesting one because it it's that element where you're solving a problem uh, at when somebody's potentially close to crisis point, and I think that element of how do we encourage more positive mental health and greater well-being is important particularly in places of work at the moment right as people are going through that transition so how do we not only deliver you know the support to the people who need it when they need it but also make sure that you know i suppose in my head the prevention is always better than the cure isn't it so how do we encourage yeah. more positive well-being and more positive mental health in your opinion there's a lot of ways in which we can do. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, a lot of it involves, um, you know, services. Let's face it, it involves funding, you know, for the for the right services. But not just, I suppose, not just when a person is unwell, but doing things going to be preventative and going to make, you know, their well-being their well-being increase. So I suppose in every aspect of life, you know, you you can implement that in a in a workplace environment. You can implement things that are going to improve people's well-being in schools, um, you know, in our own private lives. You know, doing things um, that you know that are going to improve our well-being. Things like gardening, things like connecting with other people, things like exercise, healthy eating, that stuff. It's all very much. It's not a lot of it is not rocket science. A lot of it, I think, mostly people know anyway. Um, and it's just, I suppose reinforcing that sort of knowledge into people and just getting people to understand that talking about it and you know um i suppose reaching out for help um you know when they're starting to feel down or starting to feel a bit anxious or whatnot is the best thing to do rather than just bottling it up and letting it all escalate and you know it's a little bit like the domino effect isn't it one domino goes and it sort of cascades down into other other aspects of a person's life so yeah, it's all. I I think it's all about awareness. Yeah, just just uh, and again, just making sure that people are aware that you know, uh, thinking or feeling it a certain way, it, the the stigma about that is reducing over time, and it, it's it's good to open up. And I suppose I suppose that 
you know, the, the, the other question that brings to mind is that gateway uh, service you provide, are people normally phoning in crisis or at a point where they're thinking, actually, I am feeling a little bit differently and I, I'd really benefit from talking to somebody? It's, to be honest, it's very, very uh, uh, varied. It can be people that are ringing up, you know, in, in crisis and might, might be suicidal, might be, you know, really, really in distress. Or it could be people that have you know tried other things and they just want to ring up and find out it could be in a lot of cases as well it's a family member or a friend of someone that's ringing up you know for advice um you know saying i've known my son or my daughter is you know going through such and such you know help me you know basically so it can be very very, very be somebody trying to support somebody who's having mental health challenges and and uh, yeah gotcha, i understand that um but yeah now that that that's interesting charlotte do you want to do question seven uh, seven yeah um so what are three tips to help our listeners improve their mental health well that's a good one uh, i would say i'll use the ones that i suppose are really good for me to be honest i'll use it for a personal thing i think exercise I really, really like doing exercise um, and not necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean you have to, you know, buy a really expensive membership or anything like that, but just general activity, keep on moving, doing sort of simple things. One of the great ones that we, we uh, are actually, and that I'm really looking forward to when our um, clients get back, I'm really looking forward to showing them. There's walking exercises that you can do. Walking, it's like walking on the spot. You follow these YouTube videos and you're doing, it's like light exercises. It's really, really good for your, you know, for your overall mood. So I would definitely say that one. Um, doing things that are going to, um, what's the word, help help you understand also perhaps researching or doing all things like self-help and stuff like that um just to learn i suppose about well-being yeah. i think you know, i'm very much a um you know i'd like to fill my head with lots of information i suppose that's not necessarily the best thing for everybody to do especially get information overload um but you know i, I like to learn about it like to, you know understand it watch documentaries and you know things like that about it um and then i would guess probably one of the most important ones and you know one that i think everybody can appreciate over the past year and a half is is connecting you know with other people having that connection keeping in touch with people Again, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go and see them face to face. You can do the, you know, the beauty of, um, you know, modern day technology. All of these things like Zoom and uh, you know FaceTime and even sending text messages and things like that. Can you imagine what you know back in the fifties or in the sixties if COVID happened then and you had that lockdown? Then just how many people would have been isolated back well, then? Because you know, to, to be honest, no Kira, one had mobile phones. I don't know because despite this dishevelled look. I'm clearly not old enough to, to have uh, seen the 50s no. and 60s. So, so Charlotte, what, what do you reckon it was like in the 50s and 60s? Um, the 50s and 60s were like the 50s and 60s. <laughs> it's okay, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at the last time we had a pandemic, which was 1919, something like that. It was actually the one of the things that we've been able to do this time is just communicate you know to keep people safe a lot more quickly and a lot more speedily using technology um and i suppose that's yeah. the you know we, we we do we do live in a society where we are able to connect around the world um very quickly mm. and easily and I, I think you're right i think it has mm. 
has been a it has been a, a sort of you know uh, a what uh, one of the things that's made the last fifteen months a lot easier. However, technology I think can also create its own mental health challenges um and as society changes we need yeah. to be aware of that what do you think on that um i definitely think it can create its own challenges especially with younger people um because of technology becoming sort of a replacement for real life real world role models as well yeah real which is not a healthy sort of expectation to set for oneself well, yeah yeah i mean it, it is a I think we've got to be careful, particularly with technology, in terms of comparisons. One of my favourite quotes is, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. You spend your life... Thief of joy. Yeah. You spend your life... I know that quote. ...others. Um, you're never going to live the life that you're going to love. And I, I think that's part of the challenge, isn't it? So, yeah. So, Charlotte, mm. you've got another question? That's just, just, to add, just to add to that, there is, um, there is a lot when we do our training and in in a lot of our groups and stuff one of the big things that does come up all the time is about the effects of social media yeah in particular with young people you know if you just said the comparisons and the um uh, you know having the so-called role models out there which just you know they're not the right type of role models especially young people i mean when when i was younger when you you were both younger the role models would have been you know i don't know doctors or you know nurses or firemen or things like that these days the kids the role models are all you know people of love island and yeah. stuff like that and that's nothing against the people that are in love island or you know your your social media influencers and things like that but they're not Really, that's not the type. In my opinion, it's not the type of role model that young people. How healthy that is. Depends on what age you ask, because Charlotte's just said uh, Charlotte's sister and my younger daughter is nine. We think her role model might be a Tyrannosaurus Rex, um, which, when you're nine, you know, maybe maybe that's okay. Maybe that's okay. It's weird how your role models change over time, though, isn't it? Like sort of, I, I, I mean, I'm 43 and I think I've still got people that hopefully I won't compare myself to, but I can learn from now. And it's that differentiation, yeah. isn't it? I don't think role models are a bad thing. It's just, you know, neg negative comparison you've got to be careful of because that can really poorly affect. Well, role models are a part of learning. They always have been. You always have to learn from the role models and one of the studies done on role models is actually the reason why kids aren't allowed to see violent characters in tv anymore really um so they did uh, a study with mm -hmm. bobo dolls they're like these things and you punch them and they fall <laughs> over and they come back up and uh, if you put a kid in a room with an adult um they were more and they saw the adult beat up the Bobo doll, they were more likely to beat up the Bobo doll, but if they put them in the room with an adult who didn't, they were less likely to beat up the Bobo doll, more likely to be gentle with it. And okay. it worked better when the adult was of the same gender and like sort of look as them. So they could compare themselves, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. More, more, more to that individual. Um, that's interesting. Um, the other thing I was gonna mention with you, Kieran, is I know that you positively encourage uh, physical health because you um, run the Havering Half Marathon, don't you? Tell us a bit about that. Well, well I run it, as in I, I manage it, but I don't actually run it. <laughs> I run as in run. 
Okay, you you manage so, uh, organize. Now you've let me down. You've let you, you why are you not running? Oh, I'm running it. Why are you not running it? Well, I funnily enough, I uh, about four years ago now, I run the Brentwood. Uh, sorry, I run the Windsor Half Marathon. And it was one of these events that I'm sure you know, a lot of these half marathons don't let you wear earphones. I was so used to running, listening to music. So I was running it and all I could do was basically daydream. So I was basically, how sad I am, I was daydreaming about holding my own half marathon in Havering. And that's basically where the idea come from. Um, A couple of months later, I'd done the Wood Half Marathon because I actually had a place, my own place in the London Marathon. Um, and I'm, so I was looking forward to doing that. And unfortunately, and after the Brentwood one, I got a slip disc in my back. Oh, no. So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do the London one. So, and really, over the past few years, I haven't been able to, you know, to run oh, properly because no. I've got, you know, problems in my back. Yeah, so you, so I'd like to be able to run it one day. Yeah. yeah I'd, well, I'd like to be able to run it one day, but I'm, I'm happy managing managing this one when it when it comes in September. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the Be Nice to Your Noggin campaign. Tell us a little bit about that, because it, I mean, that sounds like one of the things that we talk about quite a lot with Kindness Project is how to be kind to yourself. And it sounds like that's a similar sort mm-hmm. of thing, but help, help me understand what that involves. Yeah, so that the Be Nice to Your Noggin campaign um, is a campaign by Havering Council. Um, which they've um, been delivering now since in January. They've been doing it for the, the, this year, um, and it's, it's done in partnership with us. Like we've, you know, we've put them and um, you know helped them build that campaign. And it's essentially it's trying to promote to local residents, you know, the mental health, you know, the importance of looking after your well-being and just just generally raising awareness about that. And you probably would have seen it's it's primarily a series of um, images or il- illustrations that have been made by a professional um, illustrator, a guy called Richard Dazani. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of nice, very simple images that I suppose people can um, keep, a, keep a, people can relate to. They're called noggins because noggin is an old uh, slang term. Ed, I didn't actually know that to be honest with you when I first heard the word. Um, and yeah, it's, I suppose the council have been really good. They've been putting it all across their um, communications platforms, you know, their social media, sending it out to residents and whatnot. We've been doing the same. Um, going forward, um, you know, we would like to, I suppose, incorporate it in our events and, you know, perhaps do um, pop-up information days in certain places and that around the borough. So, yeah, it, it has been a really, really good campaign. I know we've had, they've had great feedback from it. I know we've had great feedback from it as well. Right. So, yeah, anything, and it's so simple, you know, just doing things like that. I mean, especially having your local um, council on board, they, you know, they obviously have a lot more um, infrastructure, should I say, than we do. You know, they're able to get a message out there to, you know, thousands and thousands of local people a lot better than we can. Um, so, yeah, having them on board it, has been... It's about really having good. that collaboration fundamentally, isn't it? And working together to benefit as many people as you can. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So how um, who, how would people who would like to support you or get in touch find where you are? Yeah, so I say so we have a website. Um, so it's www.haveringmind.org.uk. So there's obviously lots 
of information on there about us and about what we do. The website's actually hopefully very soon going to be updated. It's going to have a lot more um, information on there. Um, they can always give us a call as well, which is 01708 457040. Or they can also go on our Facebook page and there's lots of um, information on there. I share quite a lot of sort of um, tips and hints, you know, about your mental health and, you know, positive news articles and things like that I, I share on there so they can have a look on the Facebook page too. And then, and then I suppose the last one for me is um, clearly uh, as a organisation who's aiming to support as many people as possible, you're always looking to fundraise. I mean, that's what you do for a living, Babe, remind. Tell us a little bit about how um, people can get involved with supporting you as a charity from the fundraising side. Yeah, so I mean, there's lots, lots of different things. I mean, primarily we do um, big, large-scale fundraising events. If there's any local people that want to come to them, they're great days out. We've got one coming up in August, um, the Essex Tribute Fest and the Essex Family Fest. These are really, really good days out for the family. We do the half marathon, as you mentioned. We done we do the Haven Christmas Land as well in December, which is a lovely attraction for for Christmas. And then just if generally people want to do um, you know different things, we have people doing things, random things all the time, from quizzes to skydives. I am actually, ironically enough, tomorrow I'm doing an abseil um, off a building in um, in Stratford tomorrow. I'm really not looking forward to. It's off the orbit, yeah. I can't actually pronounce it. Is it the Asilor? I I just call it the orbit, but I've done I've done the orbit. I'm I'm just going to call it the orbit now from Um, from now on. So uh, yeah, I'm abseiling off that tomorrow. Accelerometer. I I I I, can never pronounce it either. But um, uh, I I, you know what? I've done the I've done the slide at the orbit. That's good fun. But the the abseil on the orbit was I've done I've done it twice now. It was amazing. Really good fun. Oh, you've done it! You've done it! Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, okay. Well, really, really think of think of me at LPM tomorrow. So just over twenty four hours away. <laughs> God help you know, me. Weird. The weirdest thing about doing the orbit is, I mean, like I've done a couple of abseils for charities now, but that lean back, that first bit where you go, this is clearly not natural. I am leaning off a building way too high. Um, and on the orbit, you've got to put your feet on a ledge and then let yourself down well they might have changed it it's been a while since you've done it i don't i don't think they've I don't think sort of, they've remodeled the old bit, to be honest. But, but I, I, I couldn't find the ledge from my feet. So I basically just flopped down and then just embarrassingly let myself down. But it's a really, really good experience. I'm sure you love it. How many people I've are got, doing I've got that I've got that to look forward to. That's great. I wish you, I wish you hadn't said that now. <laughs> To be fair, though, I, I have done a skydive in the past. I've jumped out of a plane but i think that's a different type of height yeah did you do it was so high and i was jumping into clouds so it was you know it was a bit different than than hanging off a building did you, did you do a tan yeah, i'm sure it'd be fine you on your own oh yeah yeah i wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't by myself they yeah. wouldn't let me would they yeah well I, 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 I mean weirdly i think you can do it with a couple of days training but uh yeah i i did a tandem one and it's it's a weird one because I think you sort of um, like give the like responsibility to the guy who knows what he's doing, right? 
you know, it's sort of, I, I, I'm yeah. safe because he will not let me, um, let yeah. me do it. But yeah, but it was, uh, I, I, yeah, mm. I enjoyed doing that as well. What else is on your list apart from doing the orbit, doing the skydive? What, what else have you got on your list today? Oh, well, that I'm personally doing, um, I would like to do a skydive again at some point. Um, and I would like to do some sort of running event, but it's it's very difficult for for I suppose for me to, to be honest to find the time to do a lot of these myself because my friend of mine my job is to promote other people yeah. to do them for us. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. to promote members of the um, members of the community to do it. So yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, thank you for joining thank us you. today. We really appreciate it. And that was part two of the interview with Kieran. That was really interesting, wasn't yeah. it? The end is never truly the end because the end is the only, be- only the beginning of something entirely new. And last week's question of the podcast needs to be answered by you. By you. By you. <laughs> by you. Um, and last week's question of the podcast was a popular one. It was what album should you listen to all the way through? You know, like we have now, like, sort of, I've, actually, weirdly, I've got a new favourites playlist that came up um, uh, yesterday. Spotify do do a brilliant thing that give you, like, uh, discovery playlist and oh, they base it on we love a discovery so Spotify do this thing where they'll uh, give you a playlist based on what you already listened to and say well you think you might like this and uh, often it's very very good but what well, I, a couple of bangers yeah there, there's always a couple of bangers in there I've I'm I'm, I'm adding um I'm adding, I'm already adding one to my playlist a folk version of The Only Way Is Up by Yaz, which is pretty good. Um, is that what you've been listening to? Uh, I've only listened to two so far, but I have been listening to my Discovery oh, playlist. I've done half mine this week. But it's not a competition. <laughs> um, but um, the other thing um, is the like the sort of death knell of people listening to albums all the way through. And there used to be a bit of a pleasure in you know listening to an album from start to finish. And I remember like so particularly when albums tell a story, you oh, want albums to sort of uh, to do that. So you can still do that uh on um on uh Damn. Spotify or whatever you use. Um but there are some um there are some amazing um, albums that you should give give a go. Um, these are based on uh, what our listeners have, have said. So let me just talk through some of these. Jade Jarrett said she's got a few. The Division Bell by Pink Floyd, Given to the Wild by the Maccabees, Origin of Symmetry by Muse, Meds by Placebo. Judy Wedge said uh, Ladies and Gentlemen by George Michael, or any U2 Queen or Bandits album. I'm going to come let the dog out while you carry on telling our uh, listeners about I, I was trying to distract him subtly. But... He'll bark in a minute. Well, you do it. Okay. Um, did we get to Clive Jelf? No, Clive Jelf was next. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so Clive Jelf said the Clash first album, Phantasmagoria. The Damned Anything, The Damned Anything by Everything But The Girl. <laughs> Cool. Um, um, uh, Karina Murray said all of the Beatles albums, I 100% agree with that. Garve Punk, both Random Access and Discovery. Uh, Make Yourself, Incubus by Make Yourself, and I Make Yourself by Incubus. Uh, all of Queen, Billy Joel, oh, too many to mention, but I was squeezing the Doobie Brothers and anything Michael McDonald t- touches. Now, 
the weird thing is, I've um, I've added a, a Michael McDonald song to my 2021 playlist for about 30 years. I assumed Michael McDonald was black. He's actually white. And that was a bit of a revelation. Anyway, uh, Steve Dan said, um, Tragic Kingdom, no doubt. Abba Gold, Invisible Touch by Genesis, Complete Madness, The Best of Chaz and Dave, <laughs> which is a, 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 a brilliant album. And uh, Kings of the Wild Frontier, Adam and the Ants. You know what's interesting about these choices? You can age people based on their choice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But what, what they are... Um, what their uh, choice of ideal albums are really gives you an insight into the sort of generation like they these, are, these, are, these are albums that came out like 10 plus years ago I don't some know. of them are 40, 40 when, years when I was old. answering this question I picked an album that came out three years ago yeah but then bear in mind that if you've got if you're in your 50s um, like a lot of our listeners potentially are, um, they've got 50 years of music to choose from. Plus, I mean, I remember that, that I was, I mean, unlike now where I, I'm influenced by your music choices, when I was growing up, um, uh, we only had what al- albums my dad owned. So you get influenced by the sort of um, music choices your parents listen to. I don't own any albums. No. no, I do own a lot of CDs. Yeah. Randomly, I just own a lot of CDs. But but the, but, but music now Beyonce is, is but Beyonce is banging, yeah. Beyonce is banging. Um, but music is more shareable now, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. So Deborah Meyer said, uh, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Now, it's a story album. That is amazing. Queen's Night of the Opera, any Pink Floyd. Genesis, Selling England by the Black Pound, and Annie Let Then Steva. Ilya Sayoub said, Displacing the Priest by Nitin Sawani. Catherine Knowles said, Origin of Symmetry uh, by Muse, and There's Nothing Left to Lose by Foo Fighters. Um, Mary Turpin, do you want to do Mary Turpin? Oh, what was this one? I was going to. Eve Keith said, Bell and Sebastian, the boy with the Arab, Arab strap. Uh, Guns and Roses, Lies, Appetite for Destruction, and yours, Usual Illusions 1 and 2. Aerosmith, Eat the Rich, Eels, Daisy of the Galaxy. I got a bit confused there because Catherine mm. Knowles' ca- name came up again. Oh, right, okay. I was just like, yeah, has Catherine Knowles got her own album? Has um, she got another account that she's just <laughs> using to reply to her own comments? Uh, <laughs> Mary Turpin, show, uh, oh, uh, show my age, the Drifters and the Stones. I think show my age was, she thinks she showed yeah, her age. Yeah, I got a bit confused there. Um, uh, Fiona Mabergo likes the Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks. Uh, um, Cut by the Slits, Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division, and The Queen is Dead by the Smiths. Oh, um, uh, uh, Sam Strong writes Abbey Road and Park Life, uh, Idiot by Green Day, Absolution by Muse, and Jagged Little Peel. Uh, Dave Gammon writes uh, Telecom by Gary Newman. Uh, Cassie Dames likes George Michael Faith, Jagged Little Peel, Alanis Morissette. And Heaven by Rebecca Ferguson, um, who we saw live the other day. She was amazing. Um, Justin Gaffney um, just went for 
Appa, greatest hits, volume two. It's not volume one, volume two. Yeah. <laughs> volume one's all right, but volume two has got all the volume bangers two. in Volume two, oh, that's bad. Um, I, I like a band who just, like, releases an early greatest hits. <laughs> there was, I can't remember who did it a few years ago, but... Uh, there was a artist who, for their first debut album, just released, released their greatest <laughs> hits. Just called it Greatest Hits. I like that. Uh, Dave Forsdyke, a uh, friend of the show, who um, is a musician himself, said, The Herds in Tears for Fears, Hysteria by Def Leppard, and Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Oh, Guns N- good choice. Oh, good choice. <laughs> oh, we like that. Um, uh, you know what? Um, Guns N' Roses are my sort of go-to, like, they are amazing. And Kelly Marie Barker said, These Streets from Paolo Nutini, I like that as well. And the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, And on that note, um, uh, that is all of the choices from a lot of our listeners. Uh, What's on your choice list, Russ, just out of interest? Uh, Michael Jackson, Bad. Oh, I listen to a lot of that. Absolutely. And Hoosier. Who's here? Oh, I don't know. Hoosier by Hoosier. Yeah. Uh, now, I know that um, you uh, also like a bit of karaoke, uh, uh, particularly <laughs> the Hoosiers. So just to sing us out, Russ, for the, um, for the, for the, like, what? No. Well, give us a bit of time to church. Come on. No, no. Take us to church, Russ. It wasn't take us to church on Sunday. It was asking this lullaby. Okay, don't do that, because we might burn down the podcast. And on that note, that's another show done. And we'll see you next time on The Kindness Project. Bye. Bye.